Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. Let's take a look at what we're going to be talking about here today. The Alberta government will join plastic makers in a court challenge of the federal government's plastic ban. The government will also seize non-essential business for 10 days to mourn the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. The province is increasing funding to its chief firearms officer's office to speed up gun transfers and licenses. Meanwhile, an Alberta university is cancelling its ice hockey intramurals to be more inclusive. Edmonton is the latest city to want to ban single-use plastics, and of course, we'll have our UCP leadership race update. Let's jump into today's topics. The Alberta government has filed notice with the federal court to intervene in a legal challenge of the Trudeau government's move to list all plastics as a toxic substance under the Canadian Environmental Protection Act. In August, more than two dozen plastic makers, who united under the banner of the Responsible Plastic Use Coalition, asked the federal court to put an end to Ottawa's impending ban. The $29 billion industry is also suing the federal government for listing plastic as toxic. The Alberta government is intervening in both these cases. Here's what Premier Kenny had to say about it. No, because they're not. You're holding a plastic phone there. I don't think you're, you're, I don't think you believe that it has the toxicity of arsenic, which is the, the same category under which this has been listed. So um, we cannot live our modern lives without petrochemical products, without plastic products. We cannot achieve carbon reduction goals without the efficiency, the lightness of, of plastic products. Um, the plastics industry is very focused with the support of provincial governments. The Premier also said he hopes Quebec and Ontario will join in intervening, as both those provinces have large petrochemical industries as well. The Alberta government will seize all non-essential communication and business for the next 10 days to mourn the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. The Queen passed away on Thursday afternoon at Belmore Castle while surrounded by her family. She leaves behind a legacy unmatched in history as the longest reigning British monarch. In February, Elizabeth became the first British monarch to celebrate a platinum jubilee, marking a historic 70 years on the throne. A lot of us feel much sadness at her passing. She certainly embodied many qualities we seem to have lost today in society like grace, duty, and sacrifice. Moving back into Alberta politics, the province is increasing support to its chief firearms officer by over $700,000 this year to speed up the process of gun licenses and transfers. Since the federal government announced an impending ban on handgun sales and transfers, Albertans have rushed to buy or transfer handguns while they still can. Justice Minister Tyler Shando said the funding will enable Chief Firearms Officer Terry Bryant to hire more staff to process license applications, transfers, authorizations to carry, and more, all while from Alberta. Here's what Terry Bryant had to say about it. Today's announcement will support us in adequately staffing our office with a focus on hiring local to better serve Albertans. It will significantly enhance our level of service to align with the expectations of Albertans in keeping our communities safe. And it will support our work, which helps sustain economic activity associated with lawful firearms ownership in Alberta through inspections and approvals of shooting ranges, as well as supporting firearms businesses. Let's move into the controversy of the week. Alberta's Mount Royal University is cancelling its ice hockey intramurals to be more accessible and inclusive. In a statement, the university said it conducted an analysis to work towards, quote, achieving an accessible and inclusive program where all feel they belong. Mount Royal said evidence shows ice hockey creates a sense of belonging for some, but there are still critical areas that require improvement. I'm wondering if the people that were not able to play ice hockey now feel included because nobody gets to play at all. What do you think? What we're going to be watching in the weeks to come, Edmonton is the latest city to consider a ban on single-use plastic items. The city of Edmonton is considering banning businesses from offering customers single-use plastic items like shopping bags and foam cups. 
the proposed bylaw would reduce the number of single-use items used and discarded in Edmonton and begin to, quote, shift the habits of Edmontonians, visitors, businesses, and other organizations to make reusable alternatives their default choice, end quote. The bylaw would work by mandating a minimum fee for new paper shopping bags and new reusable shopping bags. As well, customers must request utensils for single-use accessories made of any material, restaurants can't just hand them out, and there would be an outright ban on plastic shopping bags and styrofoam serviceware. It's probably worth noting a 2011 research paper which found it takes more than four times as much energy to manufacture a paper bag as it does to manufacture a plastic bag. Okay guys, let's jump into our UCP leadership race update. Albertans have started to receive their ballots to vote in the UCP leadership contest. Of course, there's also the option to vote in person on October 6th, the same day the new leader and premier will be announced. For those who aren't sure how the preferred ballot works, be sure to check out my explainer online. This week, Danielle Smith released highly anticipated details of her Alberta Sovereignty Act. We've talked about this so many times, you guys know what this is by now, but for first-time listeners, the Alberta Sovereignty Act essentially would bar any federal legislation deemed harmful to Alberta and its interest. Danielle Smith has said it could be used to push back federal COVID-19 vaccine mandates, gun control legislation, and Bill C-69, which of course overhauls the regulatory approval process for major energy projects or as Danielle Smith calls it, the no more building anything in Alberta ever again without federal approval bill. So here's how the Sovereignty Act works, according to new details released by Smith this week. Smith said each motion would include identification of the federal law deemed to be in violation of the Constitution or Charter, the constitutional explanation for making that claim, an explanation of the harms on Albertans, a description of the specific action the province would take to refuse the federal law, and a declaration of non-enforcement. If a court stays or deems an Alberta Sovereignty Act special motion to be unconstitutional, the government and the legislature would decide whether to amend, end, or continue with a special motion, understanding the legal implications such a decision could cause. Unfortunately for her, Smith's new details did not appease her opponents. Four of them banded together and held a press conference on Thursday to show their unity in opposition to the proposal. Travis Taves, Brian Jean, Rajan Sani, and Leela Ahir all attended. Here's what Travis Taves had to say. But the Sovereignty Act is not the way we win. It's been pitched as the cure-all for Alberta's position within the nation. But the Act is a false bill of goods that is simply more political bluster, will not deliver the expected outcomes, and will create anger and disillusionment amongst Albertans. Notably absent from the press conference were Rebecca Schultz and Todd Lowen. Jean said all the candidates were invited, except for Danielle Smith, and it was a political decision whether or not to attend. Following the press conference, Schultz released a statement saying she doesn't support the act because it, quote, doesn't do what people say it's going to do, end quote. She did not say whether she would vote for the Sovereignty Act if it reached the legislature floor. In a video posted to social media, Lowen said the press conference showed disunity and desperation. Quote, I wish those candidates would stand up against Prime Minister Justin Trudeau as strong as they stand up against the Sovereignty Act, end quote. All right, guys, let's end with our Alberta politics funny moment of the week. Global News was forced to delete a tweet after Premier Jason Kenney said a mountain was named after Queen Elizabeth II when it was actually named after Queen Elizabeth of Belgium. He was, of course, referencing Mount Queen Elizabeth, located on the border of Alberta and British Columbia. It was named after the Belgium Queen in 1916. Don't worry, Premier, we all make mistakes. I should know. Okay, guys, that's all for me today. Thanks for tuning in. If you support our work at True North, please visit donate.tnc.news and show us your appreciation. All right, I'll see you next week.